Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good afternoon. That was a, a strange way to open it up, I know, but I'm going bold today, Liam. I'm going bold. I'm going italics. Yeah, well, you know what? This These puts it damn in italics coming into our community. <laughs> what was that really bad joke that our maths teacher always gave us about italics? We weren't in the same year at high school. Oh, but I'm sure he gave it to you as well, because he would pull it out Yeah, every, he did. Every, I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts, who, might I add, is more bold than Liam. Yeah, I'm a coward. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> this right. is our JoJo's World Recap and Discussion podcast, where we recap and discuss JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the only anime worth watching. That's right, we're bringing it back. Oh, God damn it. I thought we were past this. Well, I tried to broaden my horizons and watched an anime and I was like, I'm not feeling this. Wait, what was the anime, Liam? Uh, think. Think. (laughs) (laughs) Was it kaiji? Because if it wasn't kaiji, I'll be very disappointed. Well, you you know I've watched some kaiji. I've had some kaiji. (laughs) But did you watch the rest of it? No. (sighs) Today, we watched... The 33rd episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, which is also the 107th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. That's a lucky number. That's a prime number. 107. Yeah. Is it prime? I don't know. You're the math and magician. Uh, I'm going to say it is. You heard it here first, folks. New prime number (laughs) discovered. (laughs) Prove me wrong, internet. It covers chapters 406 through 409, as well as 413 and 414 of the manga. Huh. So we're we're kind of getting a bit more regularity in this crazy mixed up world we live in. In this strange multifaceted arc that seems to be spanning across time and generations. This strange multifaceted arc entitled Thursday, July 15th, part three. A tale of days and stands. Eternally retold. Streaming now on Crunchyroll. <laughs> Man, could you imagine if JoJo's just pivoted into being Soul Calibur? JoJo's World Actual Play coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Thursday, July 15th. Correct. Part 3 will be discussed momentarily, but not until what? we have discussed this author's note <gasps> from Hirohiko Araki. Yes! Lay his words of wisdom upon me so that I too may venture into his soul. Feel his words upon your flesh in the night, carving your new purpose into you. I am more comfortable with this than I thought I would be, but I'm still not 100% on board oh, Nick, with... if you could see the things I hear. <laughs> um, Liam, that's synesthesia. <laughs> Workplace Observation Diary Part 2. Which is, of course, the follow-up to, if you might recall, Workplace Wildlife Watch Part 1. Uh, okay, sure. Yep, I'm with you. Oh, this is from Volume 44 of the manga, of course. Of course. Out on the balcony, we have a small flower garden, and all these stray cats keep coming by to poop in it. We were like, get the hell out! And so we decided to use some herbicides in the garden so the cats would go away. But just when I was sprinkling the herbicides, the lady who lives nearby was like, you shouldn't use herbicide. It'll drive away all the cat. I was just thinking like, surely he hasn't gone full Iraqi here. <laughs> well, you say that. Um, oh, no. Um, how did you know what was happening? The balcony is on the second floor. Are you some kind of crazy lady who can talk to cats? Scary. <laughs> just, 
This man is an enigma, Liam. <laughs> a mystery wrapped in a riddle. Uh, he's a mysterioso. Oh, he's a mysterioso, Liam. He's a mysterioso. <laughs> Just his mind works on a different level where, you know, you think, oh, it's a crazy cat lady. Well, better wrap up this arc. No, no, that was the whole arc. There's a crazy cat lady on a balcony. Japanese horror. Oh, I get yeah. it. So, what? The episode. Oh, I'm down for that, yeah. Sidebar, for more Hirohika Araki goodness, uh, we'll be recording a second interview special today on the uh, JoJo's World Patreon. Oh, so, Jesus. get amongst it. It's going to be a time. I don't know if we're going to be It's going to be sane. a time to duel. There was a fourth part to that song. Duel! Oh, beautiful. Anyway, shut up for a second and get on with the episode. Um, is this episode brought to us by anyone, Nicholas? Alas, not this time. <gasps> not this time! Yeah, I think we've gone through everyone. I think. I think we're at peak Patreon, which is dope. Our Patreon is operating at peak efficiency. <laughs> There's no room for anyone else. So if you're hoping to buy more of those sweet stand stocks... Ah, sorry, it's a, it's a finite resource. You've got <sighs> you to get on the Patreon black market. It's a real uh, tragedy of the commons. Hi. Welcome to Patreon Black, the exclusive <laughs> private service. Is that for... like, is that, um, is it Uber Black? Yeah. Is that what it is? Mm. Where it's like, you can come into this sweet limo. It's like, why? Why would I ever get a limo from a complete stranger? I mean, technically that's what you would do with a normal limo, but that's not the point. There are some hired goons in the back with you. It's not threatening at all. No, not at all. You know, it's just uh, a big, beefy, burly... Couple of lads and you're in their limo. Couple of big, beefy, burly, boylesque performers. Boylesque? Yeah. Male burlesque. Is that actually what it's called? Yeah. Oh. It's a clever portmanteau. Oh, I get it now. I don't get it. Thursday, July 15th. Part three. We open. It's 1999. Bizarre summer. Hitler rises to power. <laughs> well done. <laughs> See, I'm what you would call not a fan of giving up on old stale memes. <laughs> Brief recap, Josuke's like, oh, I've got to open this paper. And Yuya's like, no, I can smell that they're not in the paper. Or that they are in the paper. Whoa. And he's like, okay, gonna open it up. Perfectly normal act of opening some paper. Nothing strange happening here. When I would say possibly the best thing in all of literary fiction happens. (laughs) So the paper opens up and Josuke's like, oh, there's nothing in here. It's just a normal piece of paper. And we see sort of the shot framed so that we're looking at the back of the piece of paper, the side that Josuke isn't looking at, and past that at Josuke's face. And we see just edge out past uh, past the uh, the edge of the paper. Just a... The barrel of a pistol. <laughs> and he's like, what? Pistol fires, cut away. Cut to the OP. Bang goes oh. the man. I just wish so much that that corner, that that barrel of that gun peeking out was the cliffhanger on last week's episode. I mean, it is like 100% perfect Jojo meme material. My mind is blown that a man encapsulated that into some kind of literary form. You know? Your mind blown like so many heads being shot by exactly. pistols. How do you even come up with that? How do you come up with, oh, there's just a piece of paper here. Pulls out gun. It's like, it's a joke in of itself that just cannot make... It doesn't make any sense, and yet somehow it works. It's almost Looney Tunesy. It really is! Oh, it's amazing. And yet so serious at the same time. The opening. It's 1999. 
we've seen about everything by now. We recognise that one of the nines represents Yuya Fungami. We recognise that one of them represents uh, Terenosuke, the Enigma boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we recognise that one of them represents the uh, Pylon. Does it? I think so. Oh. I'm not going to go back and look. <laughs> it's just there. It's fine. And of course, one of them, one of the numbers represents Dad Kira. Oh. And by which I mean it's just a picture of him. Oh, poor Dad Kira. Something else something else that I've been meaning to just make reference to that's neat in this opening is how we see um the power of Crazy Diamond fixing the um thorns and heart motif meant to represent the Joestar bloodline that was mm. destroyed during the chase opening. Mmm. Interesting. That's fun. As if it's some kind of uh is retribution the white the white word? Is it I, w- I would describe retribution as a white word. <laughs> is is the uh, is it no, redemption is the one I'm going for. It's like a redemption of the Joestar bloodline. Always caked in death and destruction. But now But now fixing new life. Yeah. It's all like Mario's gonna mm. be rebuilt in my vision. In my image. <laughs> Out of heaven. Oh no. Anyway. 1.39 p.m. The Mario Grand Hotel. Wait, what day is it? Thursday, July 15th. Okay, gotcha. What time is it? 1.39pm. Okay, great. Who's there? A guy. A speedwagon guy. He's there. Jotaro's there. Joseph's there. Invisible Baby's there. Invisible Baby. Speedwagon guy is like, here's all the missing people who have gone missing since uh, since Kira disappeared. And he says it's not that many because it hasn't been very long. But it is several pages. Each one has, what, two or four photos yeah. on it. And they're just like, hmm, hmm, pull over new page, hmm, pull over new page, hmm. It does look like page. a pretty significant stack of paper. I think you could fill a binder with it, you mm. know, pretty easily. It's too many. <laughs> well, as we know from Koichi's dramatic monologues near the start of the season, Mario's got a higher than average rate of missing persons. How high is it? Pretty high. Shit. <laughs> Jotaro's all, ah, oh, it's important not to miss anything, so we have to go over all the details. Looks at close-up of some people that we get some text on the screen about, but I didn't write it down. Oh, come on! More on them another time, but uh, perhaps. Oh, Liam. Huh? What? Are you telling me that might come back as some kind of foreshadowing thing? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. At Rohan's house. Oh, God. He's continuing to hatch his cunning gambit. (laughs) So, I remember last week I was like, it did sink his foot when... There was some give to that floor. Yeah. More give than you might expect because perhaps there was no floor there at all. What are you implying? Well, what I'm implying is that Rohan seems to have built a sort of rudimentary pitfall trap in his own home by putting a green rug over a a burnt through patch of floor. Now, are either of us surprised by this? (laughs) No. (laughs) If he was just like, oh, I really want this person to go away. Well, actually, I I don't know if it's just Rohan being like, this is unpresentable. I don't like it. When you turn my voice about. Uh, I don't like it. Or if uh, it's Rohan's paranoia coming through being like, you know, stand users are probably going to come for me. The great Rohan Kishibe. I should create a pitfall trap in my house in case I need it. Mm. Although he does basically say that it's because it got burnt. Yeah. And that's it. But he didn't need to put the rug over it. 
That's true. Surely it's more dangerous to him in his own home if he does. Well, no, because Rohan's a master of everything, so he knows exactly where anything is at any given he time. He knows that, yes, that's where I've put the hole in my floor and also the large bamboo spikes mm. beneath it. <laughs> because he's a manga artist. Anytime we need any reason for Rohan to do anything, it's because he's a manga artist. Mm. Mm. So Kanoto falls through and he's like trapped halfway through, so his upper body is still visible and his lower body is, I guess, hanging out of the ceiling in the kitchen or something. <laughs> and he's, and he's like, oh no. He's like flailing around like a dying fish, being like, oh, I'm trapped in this floor. What a cool, what a, what a cool Trist of fate. Trist of fate. What a cool trist of fate. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) Has befallen me. Kanoto. Architect and serial killer. Or was I? (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) A serial killer and backphobiast. Is that what you call people with phobias? Phobias? Phobic. Phobics. Yes. He's backphobic. But he is a back... Retrophobia, perhaps? Retrophobia? Fear of back... (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that works quite as well. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be a fear of the past? Mm. 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 No, I prefer uh, reversal phobia. Or um, aft. Aft phobia, yeah. yes. Isn't the aft the front? No, that's the four. Ah, uh, true, the four, yes. Fourphilia. Mm. A love of the front. <laughs> Despisal of the back. <laughs> I hate the back. And not just the back, but the back women and back children too. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Rohan's like, yes, I activated my trap card. Now I'm going to look at this vaunted back of yours. Huh. Yep, I've seen this before. That's definitely a back. There's nothing interesting about it. This is shit. I, Rohan Kashibe, can't write any manga about this. I'm not impressed by this so-called back. <laughs> Tell me, are you a forphiliac? <laughs> Uh, and Kanoto is like frothing at the mouth, being like, I always thought that if someone saw my back, I would die. And now I die. And Rohan immediately goes, oh, okay. So there is something going on. Yeah. So Rohan kind of like helped him up and was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just really wanted to see your back. And then like, we see a door basically open in his back. But not a heaven's door. Just a regular door. And then all his blood exits through that door. (laughs) He's like, oh, that's not great, is it? Mm. That's very bad. The exsanguinated word of the day, triple word score. God damn. And grade form of Kanoto falls to the floor. And (laughs) Rohan's like, whoops, guess I killed him. Oh, well. If only in my hubris I did not look at his back. But now a man is dead. Well, I'm fine. He's been attacked by a stand. That's why he didn't think he had a stand. And now I'm going to be attacked by a stand. Just like I didn't want to happen. So he kind of just backs up against a wall or a door or something. Well, what he does do is he goes downstairs in the most extra way possible. Where he jumps onto the banister and slides down it. But first he hears the voice. He hears the voice of the stand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he hears a voice go, carry me on your back. Do it. Yeah, he hears Palpatine sneaking into his house being like, did I ever tell you the tragedy of Masaki Kanoto? Or whatever his name was. Wait, but if a stand attacked him and now I'm hearing whispers, fuck this noise. Vroom. Down the banister, like, just like a pro. It possessed his back and now it transferred to me because I saw it. Oh, gosh. So then this little, um, like, frog monkey creature. Frog monkey. Would you say it's accurate? Sir, I prefer toad chimpanzee because he's clearly got, like, street shark 
teeth. You know, toads known for having street shark teeth. Yeah. And uh, that weird kind of like, what do you got? The, like the suckers on his fingers. Yeah, he's got like Rodian fingers. Yeah, Rodian. Ugh. You know, from Star Wars. <laughs> just, just the idea that everything we're like, saying this name? episode um, is like, you know, it's like Greedo. That guy, Greedo, yeah. yeah. Han Solo murdered him. Yeah. Han Solo shot first though. Well, Han killed blood. him in self-defense. I mean, no one whose opinion matters should care about whether or not Greedo got off a shot uh, before Han killed him. Because either way, Greedo is sitting there being like, oh yeah, I'm going to kill you and take you back to Java. Yeah, but if Greedo shot first, then it's like Han Solo has great reaction time and he didn't self-defense. It's like, no, 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 Han Solo, if he shot first, but he no, just because fucking shot There's him. a whole thing that's happening there anyway where Han is like putting up his boots to block his vision so he can casually reach down to his gun anyway. The, the scene reads the same way regardless. Not, it's just that Greedo has slightly better reflexes if he gets a shot off. Not quite. Which makes Han even better because he killed oh. a more skilled opponent. No, no. Because then Greedo just fucking misses and it's like, how do you miss? miss at that distance. I think they like awkwardly CG'd in a sort of dodge lean that Han did. Oh, no. No, I don't like it. Don't when do you it. turn my oh, shoots about. Done. He's only gone and fucking done it. <laughs> um, in conclusion, Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, was a good movie. Was it? I liked it. I'm very half-half, Liam. I'm very half-half about Solo. Immediately just leave the I room. prefer to see the can of Solo as half full. <sighs> okay, okay, sure. Sure. I suppose the good thing about a, a movie like Solo is that it's um you know it's not it's not great literature but it's very digestible like it's yes. it's a fun like popcorn flick. Yes. You could say that it's um it's low on fizz so you can slam it down fast. Does Solo exist outside of Australia? I don't like, know. Like the drink? <laughs> I doubt it. Hmm. But there's a very small there's a very small percentage, I think about six percent of our audience, yes. according to um the Podbean analytics, who are gonna be loving this content. They're just like, oh my god, oh, I I'm from to us. <laughs> How many of them do you think are from Sydney? I have no information on this. Because we're gonna lose a lot of listeners if I say the next sentence that's gonna come out of my mouth. Fuck Sydney. Sure, I don't need to say it then. <laughs> You know, when I was in Sydney the other day, I drank a lot of Solo. I thought you were in Melbourne the other day. I was in Melbourne. I'm just making a joke now. Oh, okay. I mean, when I was in Melbourne, I did also drink a lot of shit. Um, Gross. Yeah, their water is not good. Bam! Infrastructure burn. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I got nothing, Nick. Anyway. <laughs> you know, I hear that... So, yeah, elections. this little frog monkey thing. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Um, it's like, yeah, it's got Rodian fingers. It's got like little, um, like bulbous nodes on its cheeks. Yeah, it's not a, an attractive looking... It's like a literally a frog. And like all stands, it's like vaguely cybernetic. You know, I found a frog in my pool the other day. Oh, yeah, that's not a good sign. Anyway, so this stand looks like that. Yeah, and it's like, hey, hey, burn the pictures. Burn the pictures of Yoshikage Kira that you have. Wait, he wants me to burn the pictures? Says Rohan in his usual inquisitive voice. So that means that... Maybe there's a clue as to who Kira is in these pictures. And Cheap Trick's like, nah, just burn them. <laughs> oh, by the way, his name is Cheap Trick. Yeah. So or rather, his name is not Cheap Trick, it's Cheap Trap. Inexpensive. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> Cheap Trap. Who thought of this? Who thought a better version of saying Cheap Trick is Cheap Trap? I think it's fine. It's no Dan of Steel. No, that's the pro. It's no. We've come to the point now where we expect every single one of them to be Dan of Steel. If you had your druthers, Nick, what would you call it? Mm. 
Hmm. Okay. Trick. Can I pull... illusion? <laughs> Cheap illusion. Inexpensive illusion. <laughs> See, that's what I'd say in the subtitles. If you can read that fast, anyway, inexpensive illusion is like, oh yes, <laughs> great. Uh, and he's Rohan like. First tries to Heaven's Door him, but it's like, oh, he's gone. Oh, he's on my back again. Heaven's Door grabs him by the throat. Heaven's Door has really come a long way from just being a drawing. He's now a fully fledged man, like yeah. Pinocchio. He is. He's really he's emerged into the third dimension. He can grab things. Remember, Rohan used to just hold out a piece of paper. Yeah. And then Josuke got so angry he forgot what drawings were. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to heaven's door him. But then he heaven's doors himself. He's like, what the fuck? Ah, I have become a book now. This really hurts. I should think twice about doing this to people in the future. So, uh, inexpensive illusion is just like, yeah, that's right. Because I'm on your back, I'm part of you now. Yeah, so what he explains is, Kenoto got shot by the arrow. Okay. And created cheap trick. But he didn't have the mental fortitude to become a stand user himself. I suppose like a Holly situation. But then wouldn't he have just have died? Well, he couldn't use his own stand. He could just hear its whispers, which gave him paranoia about his back. Oh. Which, uh, to be fair, resulted in, in his odd behaviour. And eventual death. <laughs> yes. When Rohan saw his back and the cheap trick curse transformed, trans- transformed to him. Uh, they transformed to him. But Rohan, who is a stand user, now has a second stand, which is cheap trick, which is like, I'm uh, going to... Inexpensive illusion. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be like, hey, I don't like you. Uh, I'm going to whisper annoying things to you. And if anyone sees your back, I'll kill you. So let me get this right. Guy gets a stand that he can't use. He really uh, he really lost out on the stand yeah. lottery. So he gets a stand he can't use, and then he's all like, no one should see my back. Stand user sees his back, acquires a stand that now literally... He needed the mental fortitude in order to handle them so that he could just hear, hey, 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 hey. Burn the pictures. I'm really annoying. That's what he lacked mental fortitude for. Well, yes, but, you know, and this is just speculation. Potentially, if uh, Kanoto had his own innate stand user fortitude, perhaps he could have uh, developed some actual useful abilities. <laughs> But then it's just like, it's a shitty uh, echoes or reverb or whatever we're calling it these days. In what sense? It can make sounds. It can say things. It can say things. It's act three, but without the three freeze. Yeah. It just is there being like, hey, buddy, burn the pictures. Burn them all. (laughs) He's like a leprechaun that tells Kishibe to burn things. We're going with Kishibe now. What's his name? Ron. Yes. (laughs) That tells Rohan to burn things. Oh, I'm surprised of the two names you could remember. <laughs> For a brief moment, I was like, his name is, 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 uh, Kishibe. His name is Kishibe. <laughs> uh, Rohan runs outside and is like, oh, I've got to get this monkey off my back. Oh, classic. He briefly does the thriller dance. <laughs> does he? Yeah, he's like throwing his arms side to side like that. Being like, got to get this guy off my back. And Cheap Trick is hanging on with his suction cup fingers being like, I'm on your back. And he tell a- so... Rohan, like, I think manages to throw him off at one point. Yeah, but he just zoops. And he just teleports back onto his back. He's like, hey, you should burn the pictures. He's Mm. like, what the fuck the fuck? So then the best guy cycles past. (laughs) The postman. Uh, Milkman. You can tell because he's wearing the same uniform that Angelo, aka Angelo, ganked Uh... when he, uh, he took over the milk route. Of course. So this guy, let's give the best picture of him we can. So he's, um... He has a moustache. I would describe his general aesthetic uh, as hipster milk bar owner. 
He's got a waxed moustache. Yep. Which is, by the way, not a complete moustache. It's just like kind of partially here and then it just cuts off before you can start curling it around with wax. Oh, it's a little curled. I mean, it's a little curled, but not a lot. Mm. It's sort of like the kind of thing you'd see on an aristocrat from... The 20s. The 20s. Yeah. Yeah. But like shaved even more pompously. Yeah. So he's just cycling past on his milk route, as you do. Full white suit, little red dashes across and just happy smile. Oh, hello, Rohan. I always read your manga. You should draw some nude women next time. Anyway, bye. And so the little whispering (laughs) monkey is all like, hey, you know, the only way to get rid of me is for someone to see your back. Then I'll go to them. Left unsaid what will happen to you, but I'll I'll be gone. And so this milk guy is like, hey, Rohan. Rohan's just like pushing his back up against the... uh, Against his own door. Yeah, being like... After hearing, you should draw some new girls. He's like, oh God, I can't let him see my back. Bye. Oh, I'll see you, Rohan. Clever guy. Draw nude girls now. What a weirdo. Do you not ask your favourite artist to draw nude girls? <laughs> I know I do. Every day online. Yeah, I, um... What do you think my Twitter profile is? I tweet to Casey Green all the time, being like, draw some nude... Uh, nude nude tame, please. Yeah. Give me, hey, hey, Anthony Nedroid Clark, give me some nude Bear Tato and Reginald. Oh, God. They don't wear clothes. They're just anthropomorphic animals. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> anyway, um, don't tweet at them and tell them JoJo's World sent you. I feel like that would be overstepping the mark, listener. I will, though. <laughs> hey, who's Casey Green? Gun Show. What? He, did, he drew the, um, the This Is Fine Melty Dog. Oh, is that him? Yeah. Oh! It's 12.47pm. It's a dark day for everyone. Josuke catches a bullet with Crazy Diamond. Oh yeah, that happened, yep, didn't it? He can do that. Yeah. A speeding bullet is no match for a man with a stand. Yeah. Terunosuke climbs out of that paper and throws the gun at him. He's like, was that scary, Josuke, when I threw that gun at you? Not that I just shot you or anything. <laughs> Come on, bite your lip. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Now, did he do it this time? No. Oh. Terunosuke is monologuing, like, uh, as his piece of paper flies around, like, oh, my stand is crappy. It can't hurt anyone. Just turn them into paper. I'm going to have to show myself to scare him more. And I like this because the paper drifts behind a lamppost and then like a Scooby-Doo cartoon, Terunosuke emerges out the other side. <laughs> Living in this world, how would people not notice these things? Yeah, some guys just across the road like, what the fuck is going on over there? Yeah. Well, of course, they can't see the stands. So I suppose he would just see the bullet stop in midair. Again, what the fuck is going on over there? Well, the only police officer in the town that we've seen is dead. So... <laughs> That is true. And no one cares about gun usage in Japan. <laughs> so Yuyu's still there. Oh yeah, he's He's there. like, oh man, that guy's so creepy. This is dangerous. I'm not going to do anything for now. I, I don't want to fight. Uh, Teranosuke keeps monologuing like, oh, I can make things into paper. Look, tears this paper in half. Big old broken bowl of ramen falls to the floor. Still hot. That's a weak stand. Even though you just said it can't kill people. Fucking excuse me. Look, this peep of peep, this peep of pacer is Koichi. Hmm, I need to get that Pope of Placer as soon as I can. Yeah, he's still alive because my stand can't hurt people unless I rip it in half. Or like, say, if I threw it into traffic like this. (gasps) Oh no. And Josuke's all like, oh, let Koichi go. He's so special to me. 
He's Koichi. He's fetching. Mm. Oh, I love this. A, um, as Josuke gets scared and thinks about um, the death of Koichi. Yeah. Which, a- by the way, we all this, would. As, as it goes under this car wheel, a big graphic of the broken ramen bowl superimposes itself on the uh, screen. Like, oh no. If he can rip the paper and get broken ramen, then he can rip the Koichi and get a broken Koichi. No. Oh no. Even I can't fix that. Or can I? Not if he's dead. Anyway, oh, uh, no. he bites his lip and Terunosuke immediately emerges and is like, you did it, Josuke. Now you're mine. He gets eshered as he tries to, um, Crazy Diamond tries to punch him. He gets eshered? Yeah. You know, the, um, Oh, MC eshered. Hi, I'm MC Escher and I'm here to say I'm drawing stairs in a crazy way. What, what? And then that like flips around in of itself in an yeah. auditory fashion. And he's getting sucked into the paper and he, gra- he grabs a, um... Street post? What is this thing? I think it's some kind of little... You know those little reflector things they have on the side of the road? So that at night you can see where you're going. Mm. I think it's one of those. But it's like made out of very hard steel. Yes. Uh, He tears that off. uh, And then he gets sucked into the big old piece of paper. Yuya's there being like, Gosh, I sure do feel bad for Josuke. But I'm glad I didn't help him. (laughs) Just the idea of this guy being like, Man, I'm really glad I'm not helping him out. Because I'd be fucked. Yeah. Like, that's... That's scary. That's all of us, Liam. That's all of us. Yuya's whole role in this episode is basically being like, I'm really scared. And then later, like, I'm really scared, but I need to overcome that fear. Well, it's half of his role. (laughs) Terunosuke's like, I did it. But then, (gasps) fixing sound as Josuke tears himself out of the paper, using the the being fixed steel pole as um, an anchor. He's all like, you idiot. I can't get out of this piece of paper, but if I can, I'm going to kill you. He does this big inspiring speech like, I knew it probably wasn't Koichi, but if it was, if there was even a 1% chance it could have been Koichi, I still would have had to have done something because he's Koichi. What a lad. I knew it was a trap, but I still had to try. Me, Josuke. Close up on his face and it's all sparkly with like determination. And then he's like, anyway, back into the paper I go. If I ever get out, I'll kill you. And then he throws the, um, the being fixed post at him. But he misses. Yeah, but it flies right past his head and then the paper folds itself up and then Tiranosuke does like a really sweaty laugh. Ha ha. Ha You didn't own me. I won. <laughs> I'm not nervous at all. Well, okay. That's over. And then he stomps on the paper that said Koichi and it was milk. Damn it. The classic Koichi milk mix-up play. And then he looks over at Yuya and is like, hey Yuya, Good job being a coward. I would have destroyed you because you grab your chin when you're scared. Like right now. I'm very scary. And Yuya's all like, oh yeah, I am grabbing my chin right now. I guess that's the sign of my fear. Anyway, I'm going to leave now. Unfolds a taxi. (laughs) So So, it's like a lot of blom, 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 blom music as this taxi is unfolding. Okay, so it's literally, he puts down like an A fucking negative four piece of paper. Well, it starts as like a, just a normal folded up piece of paper and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it just, it's like a small pyramid. What is it? You can only fold a piece of paper like eight times. Seven. Is that it? Yeah, seven or eight times. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't seem to apply here. No. So it's like this car length size piece of paper mm-hmm. and a taxi just emerges from it. Yep. And uh, Complete with taxi driver. Yeah, there's a taxi man in there. I wonder what this taxi man does when he's scared. Because he seems pretty non by this whole series of events. I mean, he's a broken man now, <laughs> now that he got stuck in a page. We see him later just making small talk with Teronosuke, like, 
So you go into the Mario Grant Hotel, huh? You hear for business or pleasure? Yeah, because he's a really good taxi driver. <laughs> like, he's just had this traumatic experience. He's like, but I have a job to do. And just while we're on him, because we probably won't return to him at all, he does disappear without a trace at the end of this episode. He disappears when the car is emptied, when Yuya's investigating it later. And later he frees Josuke and Koichi. No taxi driver. Do you think, potentially... Perchance. He was a really good taxi driver, much like a roadie. He looked in the mirror and was like, are you talking to me? No, (laughs) not quite. He's no Robert De Niro. Uh, But he's like a roadie whereby you never notice him until you need him. Mm. Yes. Sure. Okay, good, because I have no other explanation. <laughs> Maybe he got trapped in another piece of paper. Yeah, for eternity. He's just stuck in that book with Yuya. Yeah. I mean, with Terranosuke. Which is just... Uh, gets in the cab, drives away. Vroom, uh, vroom. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dad Kira's flying overhead with a, with a crow, which is back. Uh, no one understands how the, <laughs> the machinations of it work anymore. Being like, yes, two stand users down. Let's go get the Joe Stars next. <laughs> I guess I'm technically a part of this. <laughs> I made the stand user. I count as winning. Mm. <laughs> it's like, but you made both stand users. Yes. Therefore, I win either way. 2.21 p.m. Rohan's house. Pouring over his photographs. Being like, there must be something in one of these pictures. But I can't tell. There's just too many. Cheap tricks like, you should burn them all. Inexpensive illusion, I think you mean. Sure. I'm going to keep correcting you until it becomes canon. Sure. (laughs) I've got to tell someone about these problems. 1.20 p.m. (laughs) Just, man, I wish I had someone to talk to. Moving quickly along. 1.20 p.m. Cab on the way to the Mario Hotel. So you, uh, you come, come this to way Mario often? often? You, you come here? Oh, I'm just passing through. I've got a lot to do at the Mario Hotel. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> well, like some kind of, uh, like you in the oil business, maybe? Maybe you're uh, an electrician or something? Is that what that's about? Highway Star is plumping along behind the cab. <laughs> Yuya, back at the same spot, is like, ugh. Josuke, why do you have to be so inspirational in your dying moments? I just know that if one of my girlfriends, which I have many of... Anyone? Anyone listening? No? Okay. If one of my girlfriends got turned into a piece of paper, I'd be so angry. So I know how you feel about Koichi. Um, Implication, yes. But at the same time, don't we all feel that way about Koichi? Yeah, I love this next bit. Uh... (laughs) Uh, cheap trick forms its like pharaoh man form, uh-huh. grabbing onto the um the tail bumper of the cab and says through the window to uh to Terinosuke, letting you or Kira live here would be uncool. Give us Koichi. Not Josuke. No. <laughs> Who cares about Joe? Just Koichi. Where he had to get Koichi back. He's the shining light of our city. He is the one hope that we have left. We see the Morio crest, and it's just like a big framed picture of Koichi being like Morio. Home of Koichi. Don't ask what Koichi can do for you. Ask what you can do for Koichi. And then Koichi's just there with like a pointed finger at you. No, Koichi's just nonplussed by the whole thing and being like, Oh, is he just just completely clueless? Like, huh? No one knows that this town is an elaborate planned community to give him the best possible life. Not going so well so far, but... I mean, it's attracted all the wrong people. But Mm. once you get through that initial phase, bliss. It's going to be a real, uh... Mario. What's Not Bruce Almighty, um... Oh, the Truman Show? Yeah. (laughs) 
Just every day he walks out of his house. He's like, hey, Koichi, how you going? He's like, I'm going particularly well. How are you? Oh, you know, just part of an elaborate scheme to make you feel good. Well, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Security guards take away the man who's giving away too much. <laughs> Although the only cop is dead now, so... Hmm. Mm. Rohan. <laughs> Rohan's the mastermind behind all of this. Yeah. Well, e- ever since he became so enamoured with Koichi, he's been going around riding on people like, Koichi's so great. <laughs> he... P- he just uses Heaven's Door just to be like, you can't attack me, Koichi or is Koichi. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, give us Koichi. And Tarinosuke's like, oh, man, you, uh, you're, making is... a, you're making a tactical error here. This is a bad move. I control all the bishops on the board. Yeah. You're going to make Kira's dad your enemy? A man he's despised since the beginning just to keep me from winning. Continue. Oh, that was my entire analogy. <laughs> okay. Uh... I don't know much about chess, but I do know that bishops can move diagonally any distance. Just like in real life. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> Highway Star will never stop its following you. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. That's... Keep going. And now I will also pursue. He runs up to the cab and catches it pretty quickly because it stopped. Ah, that makes sense. They're Cabs. not at the hotel yet, and I can't see anyone who's gotten out. But there's no one in there. But I can smell them. And look, there's paper on the seat. And Highway Star goes to open the door. And he's like, no, Highway Star, don't do that yet, you stupid idiot. Look, a trap. A trap? A trap. There's a piece of paper wedged in the door here. Surely we couldn't just go around to the other door. Or no. break a window. No, or... what What are you talking... Liam, this isn't... No, this is anime. Don't... <laughs> what are you doing? I've got to conquer my fears and enter this, like, this paper-based saw game. <laughs> So he opens the door with Highway Agogo. Yep. Firmly ready for anything. And what happens is he smells the paper and he's like, oh yes, I see what's happening in this trap. The paper unfolds and it's full of fire. How he smelled fire? I don't know. Smoke. There's no smoke though. It's just fire. But where there's smoke, there's fire. Not always. Speak on that. Well, I mean, if you're smoking... Smoking! (laughs) There you go, see? (laughs) If you're smoking, in fact, not even... If you're vaping, would you classify what comes out as smoke? No. If you're smoking a cigar, would you classify that as smoke? Yeah. Would you classify it as a fire being nearby, though? Yeah. Would you? You could put that out on someone and really hurt them. Yeah, but it's not a fire, is it? Yeah, it it is. It's It's fire. It's a smolder. It's a smoldering thing of ashes. It's fire. You activate it with fire, and that fire keeps going until the thing runs out. All right, how about dry ice? It's smoke. That's like a sort of vapour though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's smoke. It's what they use to make smoke in like theatrical plays. Yeah, but it's vapour, isn't it? Well, no, because vapour is like high moisture content. It's just water. But this is smoky This smoke. is getting too technical for my caring. You asked, Liam. You entered my I world. I feel like you trapped me into having a science conversation. Man, let me tell you about the difference between dry ice and, and hard ice. ice. I mean, regular ice doesn't exist, Liam. There's what no about vanilla ice? Well, he's a friend of everyone and he loves Ninja Turtles, particularly if they're teenagers and mutants. What about the other vanilla ice? Um, it in of itself is a lie perpetrated by the UN in order to make, uh, uh... What about the Jojo character, Vanilla Ice? He is a strong vamp werewolf man, except he's not a werewolf, he's just a vampire. And an idiot. And also not that strong. And also dead. But Pomeref was... killed him. Oh yeah, I with the was... power of the sun and Iggy. Yeah, Iggy helped. Yeah, R.I.P. Pull one out for Iggy and Abdul. Like, well, no, Abdul was just straight up fucking. Abdul just got murked. Yeah, he got murdered. He, he got a bad deal. Yeah, yeah, he got it raw. Yeah, 
pour one out for our fallen friends, Caesar. I swear, someone's going to be like, pour one out for our fallen friends. It's like, you're all right? Pulls out some dry ice. It's like, oh no, it's just smoke. Shut up. <laughs> uh... It's Thursday. July 15th. He's got, he, he got rid- the only constant in this episode. He got rid of the fire. Oh, gosh. There's the paper I've got to open. But what's this smell? A smell unlike any smell I've ever smelt. I guess I have to conquer my fear. Why, it's the smell of scorpions. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever smelled a scorpion before. Can't say I've really given them a good whiff. Cool. Well, you're not missing much. Let's put it that way. If you try to smell one. Chitony aroma? Uh, not, I'm getting not notes even. of uh, carapace and, and yeah. poison. Yeah, but it's not really that much of a smell so much as... Um... Yeah, but he's got a very strong sense of smell. That's true. He does have a very strong sense of smell. You know, there were uh, scorpions in my pool once. Yeah. So, um, was perhaps, was perchance, uh-huh. uh... This uh, this frog that you had in your pool, uh-huh. giving one of these scorpions in your pool a lift across the pool to the other side, and that scorpion stung that frog to death and was like, it's in my nature. Well, no, because the frog was alive and the scorpion was dead. Ah, and the frog was like, never mess with me again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that parable is just completely off. <laughs> so the frog brought him over and then drowned the scorpion. It's like, why'd you do that? Because... It's your nature. <laughs> frogs are all malicious. So there's this frog. On one side of the river, he's got a scorpion, a chicken, and a bag of wheat. <laughs> and the question is, he has to take all of them over in one go. And the question is, marry, fuck, kill. <laughs> so he goes over to the other side to get some psychological help. <laughs> anyway. But um, what from? Why a toad, of course, known for his sharp teeth. <laughs> Killer eyes. The toad is, of course, the most psycho- psychoanalytical of the Aesop's fable animals. <laughs> That's an Aesop, right? I, I have no idea. All okay. I know is it's a parable. Wait, are we talking about the frog and the scorpion yeah. or the toad and the frog? The toad and the psychoanalysis. Yeah. Anyway, um, princess is in another castle. Okay. Um, you just had to go there, didn't you? You sick man. Well, I got rid of these scorpions. Somehow, pretty easily. Yeah, that, just, sure, that sure did startle me for a moment. Didn't he just throw them away? Yeah. They're on paper. It's like half the battle is already won. He puts a jar over the top of the paper. And it's like, well, now Josuke is going to have to die. <laughs> so he just throws them away. What else could possibly be in this paper? Oh, while I was throwing these scorpions away, I spilled all this acid over the paper. God, oh, what a conundrum. Better open it quickly. Wait, I can smell iron in there. What does that mean? So... He opens it more while this paper is burning due to acid. Mm -hmm. And it's also full of electricity. Oh no, that's what the taste and smell of iron was. I hate being electrocuted while I'm grabbing paper. (laughs) So I dropped it and then it unfolded itself and turned into a big paper shredder. Oh Oh, no. no. Dad, we left the paper shredder on. Well son, that's a bad move if you got paper constituting mm. human beings. And the shredder is like, tonight I dine on turtle soup. Ugh. Wait a minute. Because Josuke's in there and he's scared of turtles. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're getting sucked into this Orokusaki and... Uh, Orokusaki? Yeah. It's, it's, of course, the uh, secret identity of the shredder. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, shit. Okay. Head yeah. of the Foot Clan. Oh. Who are gross because feet are gross. Oh, I finally made the connection. God damn it. What's the connection? Shredder. Yep. From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, right, yes. I thought you were talking about the Foot Clan specifically. I was about to say Street Sharks, and I was like, no, it's not even that cool. You see, the Street Sharks were cool teens that got turned into shark beasts, whereas the Ninja Turtles were turtles that got turned into teens. 
Wait, were street sharks teens? Or young adults. I thought they were like hard-working men. <laughs> I thought one of them was like a construction Blue worker. Blue collar, salt of the earth. Yeah, he was like 30-something. And I was like, wow, he must be super old. And the Transformers are all robots from another world. Yeah, but they're the most... E- they're the easiest to empathise with because their world is a shithole, much like ours. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I went there. So anyway, there's a shredder. Yep, watch out for him. Um, so, the Shredder is sucking in the paper, and he's like, No! Josuke and Koichi, my best friends! Even though he's like, Oh no, that cool guy that I've only now decided to save. I'm so scared! I'm gonna grab my chin! And then, the face of... What's his name? Uh, Terunosuke. The, the face of Terunosuke appears and is all like, You fucking dunce. I was right behind you the whole time. You were so easy to scare. All I had to do was throw fire and scorpions and acid and electricity and, and a paper shredder at you. And now look at you, crying like a little fuck. <laughs> I'm going to turn you into paper now. So easy. And then Yuya does one of those classic Jojo reverse the momentum chuckles like, Ha! Huh. Yes, it's because it's so easy that it was so great. Now that I'm 2D, I can reach into the paper shredder and uh, grab my friends. What? Uh, there was an interesting moment where he tried to smash the shredder with um, Highway A Go-Go, uh, but it wasn't happening. Because he's not strong enough. Indeed. He's Lacks just... the physical prowess. Yeah, he's just good at sucking nutrients. Alas, shredders don't have nutrients. They're just full of iron. Because, of course, in the 2000s era 4Kids cartoon, the Shredder was a robot with an alien in his belly, inspired by Krang. I thought that was just Krang. Well, not in this continuity. Oh, I see. I see. Shredder was Krang? Ah, uh, well, he was an Utrom, which was the race Krang was of in this continuity. Or the Krang equivalent, which was Shredder. Weird. Weird. Okay, sure. Ninja Turtles. They don't care about continuity. Turtles counted off. It was a reboot. It was a reboot? It was a reboot. It was a reboot. It was a reboot. Was it the one that was really, like, it was from the 90s or from... The the early early... 2000s. So it was, like, rich green, not, like, faded green. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now it's starting to sound more familiar. But at the same time, I thought that was just Shredder and Krang. No. Never mind. Baxter Stockman, he was up in the mix. Baxter Stockman. Yeah, he was a scientist who became more and more cybernetic every time they saw him uh, until he was just a brain in a jar. Ah, yes. Krang. (laughs) So anyway, so Jojo's, he's like, yes, I reach into the shredder and I pull them out. Uh, And then he's like, yes, and now I, as I'm even now becoming two-dimensional and folding up, I unfold them. And immediately Crazy Diamond's fist just comes out and punches Terranosuke in the face. And he's all like, oh no, gosh, I never saw this coming. If only I followed Josuke's warning and immediately tore him up. I don't know why I wouldn't have done that. I suppose to use against as leverage against Jotaro. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. But at the same time, you could have faked it. Would Jotaro have just immediately stopped time and grabbed the paper back, writer? Yes, I guess he would have. Yeah, probably. Although, would he know that Although Jotaro he would have can... lured them into an elaborate I want to play a game situation. Yeah, but then he would have stopped time and won. Because that's <laughs> how stopping time works. But unless he's too far away to be at a... And, you know, there's like a lot of nested paper. That's like, true. Like what he did with Yuya. Yeah, but if he was fast... And he is fast. Faster than a speeding bullet. Well, even Jotaro... Even Josuke is faster than a speeding bullet. Yeah. Within his range of two metres. Oh, uh, actually, no. You know what Jotaro would have done? Is develop a new stand Oh, uh, yeah. It would have been like, uh, I've got super origami power. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then blam. I'm gonna descend into the paper verse and fight you in there. Oh, like, um, um, what's his name? Krang. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's from Dimension X in certain continuities. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. It's like when you read a comic Sometimes book. I wonder if I could put all this brain space to something useful. <laughs> yeah, no. No, because then it wouldn't be fun anymore. Well, then I wouldn't know that uh, Michelangelo's a party dude and Raphael is cool but rude. Yeah, there you go. What's the orange guy's name? Michelangelo. Wait, that's Michelangelo? Yeah, Mikey. Oh, wait, no, he does have the nunchucks. Yeah. I'm thinking of Leonardo. He leads. He leads. And then Donatello, he's a nerdy fella. He does machines, Nick. Oh, he does machines. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that tracks, actually. Yeah. I always... And of course, then there was that live action series where they brought in a girl turtle who was whose name was Venus de Milo. Oh, yeah. And I it's that. kind of weird and gross that they're all named after artists and she's named after a work of art. Yeah, well, to be fair, you see uh, you see that shell? Ooh, oh, let me tell you. Sexy lady turtle. <laughs> let me tell you, I'd... Yeah. Uh... How an ill-advised creative decision. <laughs> I'd, I'd retreat into that shell, if you know what I mean. I don't, and I don't want to. Moving on. Well, good news, um, neither do I. <laughs> they unfold, and they look really t- cool and tough, and they walk on over to him, and they're looming. And they're all like, you know, if I remember correctly... Josuke's being super casual about it. I think I said that if I managed to get out of this piece of paper, I would kill you. Yeah, that sounds right. I sure do hate guys like you who threaten people and take hostages. You know, it's funny, you've got this weird nervous tick, almost like a a sign of fear. There are two very good shots that are happening while this is going on. One where Koichi, a very low quality Koichi, is just like <laughs> awkwardly angling himself in the in the background. Trying to look cool, but not quite pulling it off. And then a second one where um, Josuke with big crazy diamond fist is in the foreground. In the midground, Koichi is crouching and looking angry. And then in the background, a half paper folded Yuya is just edging in from the side of the screen and they're all just glowing with stand energy. And he's just like pulling himself out, just being all like, hey, what you Hi, I'm also here. <laughs> so you've got this tick, Teranosuke. It seems as though when you get fearful, you close your right eye. Oh. But there's this other weird thing that you do. When you get really scared, you close both eyes. Fist encroaching into his face. As both eyes slowly close. Dora ra ra ra. And then uh, Josuke turns him into a book. As you do. Because that's a safe, meaningful and fun way to deal with ass wipes. <laughs> Quite ironic that now he could become something one would wipe their ass with. Ha. Huh. So ironic. He could detect anyone's fear tick except his own. Oh. And then after someone else detected his... He got turned into paper. Man, that is That's ironic. textbook irony. Not unlike the very textbook he was turned into. We need to stop. We need to stop this. Josuke didn't read that book, but he did donate it to the library. You can uh, ask the... Lady librarian. The, the librarian, that's what they're called. What, what's the name of the book? Enigma. Enigma. Or, or Mysterioso. Correct. The more correct version. <laughs> you can ask them about Mysterioso and I'm sure they'll go find it. Some say that when you read the book, you can hear a voice. But it's probably nothing. That's what it sounds like? Yep. Yep. What he's trying to say is, put me down. He got pretty hard done by. I mean, yeah, but didn't we all? He was kind of a jerk. Yes. But now he's a book. Forever. Because he turned people into pages. Mm -hmm. So now it's like poetic irony. That taxi driver was never seen of again. Yeah, is he now in the book? Unclear. Hmm... If he goes back to being a normal taxi driver, he's going to be the worst to talk to. 
So everyone's driving home and they're like, we sure are getting close to Kira. Tomoko is still unconscious. That's probably fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's all right. Uh, and they drive down the big green road uh, over the words July 15th. What's happening at Rohan's house at 4.10? He's going to call someone for help. Koichi's just getting home. His phone is ringing. Surely not connected. No. And at 4.30 p.m., Jotaro's like, well, I've read this dossier. Better go out and do some investigation. We're getting close to Kira. So close. At that very instance, Kira is walking home from work. His, not toenails, his fingernails longer than normal. Whoa. At 4.52pm, his erstwhile son, Hayato, is like, I'm going to film my dad doing things that prove he's not my dad. He's got a camera. He's running across the barren streets of Morio. To be continued. But before we get into the post-game, let's talk a bit about Cheap Trick. <gasps> oh my god, I love Cheap Trap. Or Inexpensive Illusion. Or, what's um what's a trick that starts with P? Ploy. Ah. A poverty ploy. Cool. Yep. The motif is a piggyback monster. That, plus a touch of horror where you can't turn around. It's more of a supernatural creature than a stand. Its host is just a pitiable man. I mean, would we call him pitiable? Kanoto, yes. Rohan, no. Well, the thing is, Kanoto, he, he tried his hardest. Yeah. With what he was given. Yeah. And he was like, he don't dealt a bad deck. Yeah. And also he's an architect. So he's probably fine. Well, he's dead. I mean, he is dead. Yes. <laughs> but you know, he's not, he tried very hard to help out Rohan and making a new home. He did want to overcharge him though. But Rohan is also very wealthy. That is he true. had all that pretty woman replica furniture. And that door was worth 300,000 yen. Mm. Cheap Trick is an American rock band from Rockford, Illinois, formed in 1973, consisting of Robert Zander, Rick Nielsen, Tom Peterson, and drummer Bun E. Carlos. Bun E. Carlos. They're a rock band. You know much about them, Nick? I've heard of them multiple times. I swear I know some of their songs, but I don't know for sure. What are some of their songs? Well, they reached the top 10 in the US charts in 1979 with I Want You To Want Me. Mm, and topped the charts in 1988 with The Flame. The Flame? Yeah. Ooh. I know I want you to want me. I need you to need me, etc. I got bad news for you, buddy. What? I don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. I Want You To Want Me was a fabulous dance hall type of song and a perfect pop tune. And it was meant to be a little campy. I put the piano on, a guy named Jai Winding played it. Is this Araki talking or is this... <laughs> no, this is our producer Tom Werman. Ah, okay. I remember asking the band what they thought of it, and Rick Nielsen kind of shrugged and said, You're the producer. Further. It was a burlesque song, like a 30s number. That is what they wrote it as. Citation needed. <laughs> it was this. Citation needed. Immediate thing I think of is... Oh, so it's not true yeah. then. It's like literally someone could be like... Gravity works in a downward motion. Citation needed. And I'd be like, there's something that it's missing that makes it false. What aren't they telling us about gravity? In 1991, I was born. Citation Me too. Needed. Wait, were you? I'll never tell. Ah, shit. I also just like the idea of Araki reading me all Wikipedia pages. <laughs> With his own specialised commentary on them, of course. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> the moment of inertia is what happens when something has to rotate and you have to feel how much it's going to spin. I got the idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick. What? Thursday, July 15th, part three. What are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? I think you know exactly what my fucking highlight is. Yeah, me too. Bang! <laughs> that gun coming out of that paper. Just... Such a good moment. Oh my God. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I also do like the milkman. His milk is delicious. His milk is delicious. And... 
hey, draw some nude ladies. Yeah. If that was my milkman, I'd be like, I want to live in Mario. I will draw some nude ladies, milkman. <laughs> so good. What's your highlight, Liam? Also that. Okay, great. The gun. Excellent. Low lights. Good ep. Hard to pick. Um, my low light is probably going to be Yuya and his turnaround. He was so inspired by Josuke's speech. Yeah, yeah, I need a bit more than that. I need a bit more than just an inspiring speech. Because, like, I understand that he's like, He developed empathy. He put himself in the shoes of another and thought about the people he cared about and if they were threatened in that manner. Yeah, but at the same time, he was literally a real fucking dick the last time we saw him. Yeah, but so was and kind of everyone in this story. Yeah, but like even then he was like, yeah. By which I so mean I've the got... story of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, but it's like, yo, I'm a bikey. I've got my harem. I've got me. Yo, what up? Got some nutrients. Got some nutrients. I don't care about anyone. And then this time he was all like, yeah, I'll help you out, but I don't have to fight, do I? And even at that point, you're like, cool. And then he just decides, ah, I guess It was I'll a real fight. turning point in his life. I know, but I don't know. It felt very quick. You know, I didn't feel like there was enough of a lead up to it. And this might surprise you, but he is the last of our Mario enemies that become frenemies. Oh, oh shit. The rest become rocks or books. (laughs) Your low light, Mr. Liam? Uh, Tough call. I think I might have to go with... The ending credits. (laughs) Mysterious absence of the taxi driver. Yeah. Yeah, no one knows where he is. Like, we never see him again? No. Never? Never. 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 I don't know how to take this. And I don't think that's a big slight on the episode, but it's kind of the thing where we have to pick a down point. And I really liked this episode. So fuck you. Nick. Yes. Enigma Boy has been defeated. Uh Uh-huh. The radio tower stuff is done and dusted. Koichi's just getting home. Rohan's calling him for help. He's got a monkey Uh, on his back. We we don't know that it's Koichi Koichi is receiving a phone call. Rohan is making a phone call. Correct. He's got a monkey on his back. It's not a monkey, it's a toad. Do you remember there was that uh, that skit of Toadfish? Oh, you mean from Neighbours? Yeah. And there was a couple of British guys yeah. who were like, we really like, you've talked about this on this show before. I know I have, but <laughs> anyway, yep. Just wanted to remind everyone that Toadfish was a real He's got character. Toadfish from Neighbours on his back. Yeah. Hayato's like, gotta, gotta film my dad. Dad's like, oh, I really want to mur- murder someone. And Jotaro's like, I'm going to go do some CSI. What do you think is going to happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable in the episode entitled Thursday, July 15th, part four. The final day? Dawn of the final day. (laughs) 72 hours remain. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. If it's the dawn of the final day, 24 hours would remain. No. Time. Inexorably moves. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, okay. Rohan is making a call. I don't think it's to Koichi. Who do you think it's to? I think it's to Joseph, because even though the magic of cinema would naturally imply that he's calling Koichi, I think it's a red herring. Then who's calling Koichi? Uh, Jotaro. I reckon Jotaro's calling Koichi. Hey, Koichi, I'm gonna go do some observation. You wanna help? Yeah, because he's good with sound. Yeah. And also, he beat, um... Kira before when he was all like kind of kind he of. did get a hole punch through his chest yeah but it still was like if you weren't there I wouldn't have made it out alive so maybe he's phoning up Koichi and being like I need you as backup because you were there that one time sure seems unlikely but sure um <laughs> what's gonna happen with Rohan and Cheap Trick oh fucking hell uh well Rohan has to find a way to get rid of him and the only way to get rid of him is by moving him to someone and dying in the process and dying in the process Unless... Unless... There's a loophole. What if he just wrote on himself, I'm not bothered by Cheap Trick anymore? I mean, Liam, (laughs) that's pretty fucking smart. That's not a bad idea. If he could just write, like, on his arm, being all like, 
I can't see the mysterious phantom on my back. Nor hear its sin- sinister whispers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could work, couldn't it? Be a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think he might... Oh, what could happen? Maybe he's like, hey, Josuke, come on round. I just need your help quickly. <laughs> and then he'll just be like, you know what? I never liked you, Josuke, but I think you're going to like me a lot less now. Turn around. And now I die. And then Josuke will be like, what are you doing? Stop him from dying. You'll be like, cool. So, ah. yeah. So now you've got this thing on your back. Then what's Josuke going to do? I mean, Rohan doesn't give a shit. <laughs> no, okay, okay. There, there has to be a loophole, right? There has to be some kind of logical loophole that Rohan can exploit that I'm not seeing. Of course. Um, it's JoJo's. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, it could just be that he's calling up Koichi and Koichi's going to silence... Not a thing he can do. Can't he? No. Oh. Or maybe he'll just gravity him. <laughs> In that case, he's probably going to call Josuke be all like, here, take this. You can fix me afterwards and we'll be all good. Then what will happen to Josuke? I don't know, Liam. I don't, I don't know how you can get past a magical back demon. <laughs> like, I understand how you could fob it off, but I don't know how you could get rid of it. Is there anyone he could give it to who wouldn't be bothered by it? Hmm. Joseph. <laughs> just be all like, give it to Joseph. He can't hear shit. Joseph in his dying moments of old age. Yeah. Uh, maybe he can... Maybe there's a rule that we haven't learned about yet. Where it's like, oh, well, I'm only on your back because of X. Or I can only do this while I'm on your back. So don't do this so that I don't fall off. Right. Like, okay, then. Now find his kryptonite. Exactly. So maybe there's something that I'm missing or or something that I don't know. Do you want a hint? Yes. Okay. This is unprecedented. Okay. Um, Give it to me. You have seen the solution before in part four. Fuck. Am I allowed to know if it was last episode? It was not. How about the episode before that? I'm not doing this. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, ooh, okay, I've seen the solution already? Ooh, okay. Is the, <laughs> is the solution just to never let it off your back, ever? So just always cling to walls. And, sure, yeah. And become just, an architect. Just ruin your own life. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Well, why don't you dwell on that for a minute while I just um quickly uh, refer to some listener mail that we got. <gasps> listener correspondence? That, that long-forgotten segment. Hell yeah! Still comes out when I find the time. Even though we're running a bit long this episode, mm-hmm. but it should be a pretty brief one. This comes from Connor G. Connor G. Wait, is it Connor comma G? Well, I'm not going to say their full name on the internet. So it's Connor G. Fine. Hey guys, I found the podcast after I typed in Jojo in Spotify and this popped up. Nice. Getting them sweet Spotify views. Part of the reason I wanted to plug- share this email is to plug our Spotify feed. Check it out if that's your preferred means of pod. Hell yeah. I've been listening to the backlog of episodes completely out of order. I started with Battle in Egypt, then went back to the first episode. I just finished Battle Tendency, and will finish up Stardust Crusaders before starting part four. Nice. So you'll hear this in, like, a while. (laughs) You may find it amusing, but I work on Capitol Hill in the US, and regularly listen to you guys during work. Wait, what's Capitol Hill? Like, the government zone in Washington. Oh! Okay. So remember, whenever you see the US Capitol building, there might be a huge fucking nerd listening to your <laughs> podcast somewhere in there. Keep up the great work. Egg is pretty okay. Yes! The meme lives on! So, um, the other reason I wanted to share is because of that. So, what uh, a lad. It's kind of like how you see on Twitter or whatever uh, weird Wikipedia edits that have been made from the House of Congress. Sure. Okay. There's just this weird... So basically what I want to do is I want to use our foothold in the US government <laughs> to uh, to extend our reach. And ban anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you're just going to be like, hey, uh, Connor G, if you could just, uh, you know. If you could just legislate that everyone has to listen to our podcast. <laughs> Look, that should just be mandatory listening. Mm. I mean, podcasts are an up and coming medium, right? Sure. Or they were like four years ago. Yeah. Maybe like six years or eight years ago. If you could get everyone to, uh, to put on their VR bodysuit and enter the JoJo's world mind pod. Nice. It's like um, like that thing from... Um, Ready that... Player One. No, no, no. Um, it's worse than that. Oh, Red Dwarf. Better than life. Sure. Let's go with that. And it's us. And we're there. And we're like, we don't really know what we're doing here. Yeah, it's just us two standing in a void. We're like, yeah, look, we... <sighs> We paid up way too much money for you to come into this thing. So if you could just like leave, that'd be great. If you too want to send us an email that we'll read out, then kind of awkwardly ramble over. <laughs> Jojo's podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued.